Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Welcome to the Tribe of Two, the officially unofficial podcast for the Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And we're talking Chapter 2, The Tribes of Tatooine today. Uh, I've stopped calling it Season 1, Episode 1, whatever. They just call it Chapter, I'm calling it Chapter. So that, that's how it is here. Uh, Aaron, what did you think of the second episode? I liked it a lot. It's a little bit uh, Wild Wild West, a little bit uh, Back to the Future, a little bit Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, You know, I mentioned in the first episode, I wonder if they're going to do something to kind of reclaim the sand person because they've always just Mm. been kind of like this, just ignorant uh, at the best depiction is they're kind of a humorous hillbilly NASCAR fan that's trying to be a little bit too much part of the sport. Uh, but at worst, they're just uh-huh. savages. They just take people as slaves to torture them just because. And they're, you know, they're they're they're, they're not a fully realized people. Let's put it that way. Sure. And I thought this episode was, a uh, you know, a decent stab at like, you know, these this isn't their canonical name is Tuscan Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're Tuscans. They're just Tuscans. You guys are making the Raiders part. <laughs> not all of them are Raiders. And if some of them are, it's because you're trying to fucking murder, hunt them like the American buffalo from trains. Like, so I, I, yeah. I thought that stuff was cool. Uh, uh, the um, the cultural stuff. I always love alien cultures and like how they blend different, you know, traditions and practices from Earth. Because that's, you know, you're, that's all you can really do. It's really hard to imagine something truly alien. Uh, I love the huts. Uh, mm-hmm. y- y- this is a longer episode. So it felt like it actually could could do some things. Um, it's yeah. much, much better than episode one. What'd you think? Oh yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, it, I, I was worried when I saw the 50 minute runtime, I'm like, Oh boy, this can't be like episode one. If they want me to stay interested in this and it wasn't, um, it, it had a lot more interesting stuff going on it, and we spent 90% of that time in the deserts of Tatooine with the Tuscans with Boba Fett. Um, and I, I was really worried when we started in there. I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to do more flashback stuff. And the flashback stuff from the first episode was probably the worst part of the episode. Uh, it wasn't looking good. But then, yeah, it took a turn toward the interesting. Uh, I really liked seeing the culture of the the Tuscans in this episode. I liked basically everything about the train scene um, when they actually get onto the train. That whole action sequence was really strong. Uh, yeah, it, it really delivered. And and I like the stuff at the beginning, too, with, uh, you know, the, what I guess would be the current timeline uh, with book with with Boba Fett going to the mayor of Mos Hespa and trying to figure out, you know, how, how are things going to go here? Like, am I going to have to start a war with Mos Hespa uh, in order to get this territory? And then the huts show up. Yeah, it, it was cool. It was really cool. 
Yeah, like a lot of things I'm thought were kind of shortchanged or dumb. Like, who is this fucking mayor that thinks he's going to stand up to Boba motherfucking Fett? Like, come uh-huh. on. Like, even in the even even in the Star Wars universe, this guy is famous for like not being fuck wittable. Uh, yeah, sure. And yeah. like in this particular area, it's like you know talking shit about the uh, uh, Marlowe and and uh, was it East Baltimore? You just you just don't yeah. you don't you don't do it. Um, and then this episode, it's like, oh, well, maybe it's because the mayor knows that the huts are going to come in and reclaim. And suddenly, OK, you've got two made men or a made man and a made woman going mm-hmm. against, uh, you, you know, uh, um, like a guy from good. You know, who's the guy from Goodfellas? Henry, uh, who's sure. not a maid. And like yeah. suddenly the equi- so it's like, oh, this actually is a lot smarter than I kind of took it for. It's, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't Goodfellas. This isn't the Godfather, but no, no, it's no. a lot closer to the Godfather kind of thing that I was looking for with a little bit of that still wild kind of West, um, uh, Western thing that the, the Mandalorian kind of brought to the table. Uh-huh. I, I really dug it. I thought I still think the theme is not great, but the individual elements of music uh, in this episode kind of whipped ass like hmm. yeah. the score for the train heist. I really, really liked uh, the 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 drum uh, uh, dance that they all did around the fire after Boba had been uh, adopted into the tribe. I thought this stuff was really good. It just felt like there this this episode felt like something that the show was trying to say. Whereas the first episode yeah. felt more like, oh, we got an obligation to do a Boba Fett thing, so I guess we'll put him on. Yeah, but that's so I, weird, I, man. You want the pilot it, to really catch people, and but but I don't know. Do you? It's Star Wars. It's Disney. Like people are. Caught. I, that's the thing. They have the confidence to know that, like, this is like, uh, you know, uh, um, a very successful, like, like uh, James S. A. Corey. Mm-hmm. You're reading book eight. Maybe they can think, hey, we can take a couple. We we can we can waste some people's time in the first few chapters because sure. we've written seven bangers and you're here on the this is the confidence it's like, but on the other hand, I'm like, why wouldn't you release both of these episodes in the same week? Or yeah, totally since there's 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 no worry about commercialization or length, just make a 90 minute fucking banger episode for the first because uh-huh. I would have been singing a different tune if I had seen this with the other 30 minutes than the first time when I saw it. I'm like, well, this is just kind of a Saturday morning cartoon Boba Fett. Like, you know, kind of. Oh, yeah. And you could have cut 10 minutes easily out of that last episode uh, of him just like walking in the desert of failed escape attempts of, of like just stuff that didn't stuff that bored me in the first episode. Uh, cut that, slam these together and make one big episode or release them as two but parts. That's, I don't know if I agree with that because. You have to build something between Boba Fett and these sand people or it yeah. doesn't work. And I it don't know that they did slow. it. It was very slow. In that first it was very slow. And it's it's tough because you've got like, you know, it's essentially Tom Hanks and Wilson because the Tuscan Raiders at that uh-huh. point, he couldn't understand them and vice versa. So but but like that's the thing that like borderline didn't work for me. The fact that Boba Fett was this quickly adopted into the tribe and trusted and the fact that Boba Fett would. Gotcha. Yeah, like I, I, they didn't quite sell me of why Boba Fett would be attracted to. Why wouldn't he just be like, "Fuck these guys! I'm getting away for, as soon as possible." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that that experience with the kid and their mutual combat seemed to like. But you know, this guy's a some weirdo warrior with a crazy moral <laughs> code, and I keep thinking also like back to like what what did Django said about himself? I'm a I'm like I'm a simple man just trying to make my way through the universe. Like that's. 
this guy's moral code. Like he's not a good yeah. guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, they got kind of like a nihilistic look and of, of like, you just gotta, you know, he's not trying to make the world unduly bad. He doesn't want to go out his way to torture people. But like, if you're in his way, he'll walk through you. Um, and, uh, and, and also he gets very incensed in seeing the strong prey on the weak. Like that's something. And, and that sure. feels like, it's this isn't exactly the same guy that like I read about in Tales from the Bounty Hunter, you know, the early attempts to kind of like resurrect Boba Fett. But mm-hmm. they've taken a little bit of those elements from my childhood memories, my teenage memories of reading about this guy and the fact that he's, you know, kind of morally gray, but he does have a moral code that's very strong and he's got, you know, strict rules and and weaves into this new fiction, you know, the stuff that they added with the prequels that, oh, Boba Fett's just a clone and Somehow the sum is better than the parts. Um, <laughs> sure. So I, I, yeah, it's good, good episode. Let me ask you this. Uh, do you think there's a hint of white savior stuff going on in this episode? <sighs> okay. I don't, I'm going to, I'm not going to try to say a too strong a position because I'm not quite sure, but I saw, also saw a headline and I'm not even sure if it was a straight headline that like, uh, this episode featured the first black Wookiee. Uh huh. And I'm like, if you're talking black and like, I, I don't think they, I, like I said, I got, I, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell whether this person is like super satirical or they're like actually excited to have black representation in Wookiees. I thought it looked I'm badass. Like, uh, it is badass, yeah, but like this isn't like a cool. black Vulcan where it's a person right. with like it's a recognizable Africa, you know, or, or a person. It's like from saying Africa it featured the like, first black cat, uh, and I don't want to like yes, de- I don't want to depersonify a Wookiee in that way. But you know what I'm getting at, right? Like this is just no, well, a- it's like this. No, this is like so like a, uh, just last week or a couple weeks ago, uh, this cat named Jorts took over the internet because there was a story where there was uh, some sort of business that had two cats. You know, that sometimes you'll get you'll you'll have like a mm-hmm. liberal yeah, artsy farty place allows sure. pets and you got to. Yeah, you got cats and there's Gene, which is this tortoiseshell cat that's very smart. And you got Jorts, who is an orange tabby who, you know, those are kind of renowned to being stupid cats. <laughs> and this 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 co-worker got in an argument with another co-worker because they'd made all these accommodations for Jorts being stupid. <laughs> like they'd wedged this door open so he couldn't lock himself in. He'd you know, and and uh, this one lady was like, no, we have to just take the time to teach Jorts. And she mm. tried to do all this stuff and it wasn't working. And he kept on getting himself locked. And he said, look. You can't expect tortoiseshell smarts from a, a dumb old or, uh, the ta- the orange tabby. Oh, boy. And the lady got pissed and took it to HR like it was. And I'm like, oh, that's a little far. Yeah. So 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 this is my roundabout way of saying it is. First of all, there is a fine line between white savior, white ally. Sure. You know, sure. Um, and it's it's all about where the story is centered and it's all about the type of assistance and the way that both sides feel about it and who asked for it and the under and, and, and how like embedded in the culture and understanding, you know, so it's like this thing is tough because like these are Tuscans. They don't exist. This guy's a Mandalorian. Yeah. Also, he's not white. He's Polynesian. If you yeah. want to if, if you want to like do some kind of fucked up racist <laughs> Punnett Square. So like. Sure. I, I think that it's so, so so like I think that um, I have got my ears open, ready to listen to the commentary that says that this is problematic. And I might yeah. say like, oh, yes, of course it is, because I'm very sympathetic to those type of arguments. But 
I don't know. I, I the, felt the only those could... alarm bells ringing when when I was watching this stuff, it, especially when he brings back the the speeders and they just start bashing them with sticks. I'm like, oh god, oh no. Uh, I'm I'm a little worried about this, but ultimately, I I didn't I didn't feel like it went too far with that. No, and also like some of that stuff is uh you know like you'll see that in uh like Lawrence of Arabia, um sometimes cultural mores about like what you do with spoils of war is a lot different you know mm-hmm. instead of like oh we should use this these supplies for our war effort it's more of like oh i'm gonna get take this shit and this this made my participation in this battle worth it and i'm gonna fuck off and go back home you know it's like suddenly sure. the army melts away because they're built so it's like sometimes things are just different and it's not uh-huh. better or worse unless in, you're talking about an application where you're trying to destroy the turks turkish empire but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I sounds like I, I, I the only thing I could think of is you could say this is a way to like sanitize or resmuggle in the idea of a white savior to where those kind of like paternal thoughts about indigenous people yeah. are 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 rinsed through this the lens of Star Wars and it's no longer we're talking about Native Americans and mm-hmm. and white settlers and we're not talking about uh, colonized people and the col- we're talking about yeah it's sand people and it's what eh. but but those attitudes will still right. when people watch them and and you know we might perpetuate more shit in the future because people forget the lessons we've learned. Yeah, I, I felt like the the problem that I saw here, if there is a problem, is that they felt helpless until Boba Fett steps in and does something that they could have done all along and just like shows them the way, you know, like th- that was yeah. that was the real problem for me. But I ultimately, like I said, I don't I don't think that was the intention, but who knows? But he also taught it's not like he did them. Um, I don't know. Is it uh, if these people don't how to don't know how to work machinery because they've never fucked with that kind of stuff until people landed uh-huh, from the yeah. stars. And I think uh, that might be why it's saved here for me, because it's like, yeah, because they do it themselves. Like the the thing that mm-hmm. defeats like, in fact, Boba, I, I, here's another thing. It's like, in fact, Boba's ass would have been handed to him at least twice on that train had it not been for the valor and skill yeah. in combat. Plus. The training went both ways. Uh-huh. They were training. Boba taught the them how to yeah. ride the speeders like the Bantha, uh-huh. which was hilarious. And these guys taught him how to to to, to fight with this guy. You know, taught him a complete, you know, the most famed bounty hunter in the universe, a, a completely unique fighting style to what that could best yeah. him in these conditions. So it, it went a little bit both ways. But again, mm-hmm. I'm just a 45 year old white guy from southern Indiana. I could have gotten a lot of this wrong. Right. Same <laughs> here. Uh Okay. Why don't we get into the recap? But first, let's take a quick break. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. 
Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim. Order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar. Then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. All right, we start off with Finnick escorting her prisoner back to Jabba, I guess Boba's palace now, um, where Boba tries to question him. Uh, the prisoner won't talk, so they drop him in the Rancor pit, and that causes him to confess that the mayor sent him before that they before they reveal that, oh, there actually was no Rancor all along. Uh, we tricked you. I feel like they, they shot this a little weird. Uh, they, they maybe gave away too much and, and i don't know if they do this because like there are kids watching and they get excited about this stuff when it's <laughs> obviously not real but the 40 year old kids <laughs> yeah my this 40 year old kid was looking at that thing going you know if there was a rancor in that uh cage i would be seeing it by now i'd be seeing it with the first crack in the door not you know when it's half open and this guy's an idiot because he doesn't see yeah there's a lot going through my see, head I, but it was fine I, I, uh, I thought it was cute. Uh, I thought the sure. walking up to to Jabba's castle was super nostalgic. You know, this oh, is like yeah, very, that outdoor shot and, and the the, the portcullis opening up and then mm-hmm. walking through it. And I thought that was really cool. And and honestly, I knew Luke doing it. Obviously, I knew that the Rancor wasn't going to be there. Yeah, but I was thinking there might be something a fun twist, like the Rancor is only going to be like this up to this guy's knee. Because they got it like, like, you know, like job, job, of course, is going to get a rancor, but they had, you know, they don't start off that big. You uh-huh. got to. So it would just come like rampaging out of there and like start like start worrying his ankles and shit like a like a <laughs> annoying dog. Um, sure. But but yeah, uh, I, I do. The th- part of me is like, you know, I know Boba doesn't want to capture or, or torture and all that, but like. Yeah, I, I, some of this stuff that plays cute, it, it takes away a little bit of his like fearsome reputation, right? If the word uh-huh. gets out that like, oh, Boba's not going to torture you, uh, but I guess if yeah. he kills you, right? He likes like, disintegration, I, I, which is only torturous in the milliseconds it takes to tear your body apart. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the way that is like, it's like um, you know, Boba Fett will never torture you, but he'll bluff the shit out of torturing you. Like, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a funny and joke. also he'll he'll. His reputation will precede him, right? Um, that he doesn't yeah. torture, he just kills. So you better tell him what he wants to know, otherwise you're just dead. That's true. He's not the one's going to fuck around and say. Um, I also thought it was kind of cute. The you know the this assassins of the night wind the reputation as oh they fear God. fear fear no man, but uh-huh. that leaves open the door to fearing rancors and 
Uh, also, Order of the Nightwind. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be watching this show because it's rated TV 14 and I am clearly a child, but that's just sleep <laughs> sleep toots, right? Like the order Dude, of the night. I was wind? This, I was about I was trying to set up the same <laughs> fucking joke. That that's just a loose translation from basic in the original hut tease, it's the assassin of the farts. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's the assassin of the Dutch ovens. Uh yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I'm a child. But yeah, when I heard no, that uh, I cracked we both. <laughs> Yeah, this is why it's a family show, because it's kid, a family kids show. got that for sure. Oh yeah, the is there gonna be families across the like? That's like you know someone's uh, you know anyone time uh, if you fart if you fart after sundown. Oh, the assassin of the night wind <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> if not, there will be now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're they're continuing to lead on this tension of like, hey, we've got a droid that tortures, and we've got a leader that doesn't torture. Uh, and eight D eight eighty eight is the name of this droid. Uh, and I finally, yeah, Matt. I finally heard the Matt Barry now when I was listening for it. I'm like, this has yes. got, this has got to pay off, right? Eventually, I would hope so. Yeah, I, I imagine you we're gonna spend cast, a lot of time in this in this place, unless the huts you, have you their don't, way. You, you don't cast a guy with this distinctively funny a voice mm-hmm. without uncorking him at some point. It's it's good. It, I I hope so yeah. anyway. We'll see. Uh, all right, next scene: Boba and Finnick take the prisoner to see the mayor. The mayor claims he did not send the assassin of the farts and gives Boba a reward for turning him in and then tells him to go to Garza's sanctuary to get the full scope of what's going on here. Um, I love the design of the mayor's office, the mayor's building. It looks like a Scientology mm-hmm. temple recruiting station, <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I, but it's also subtly like the cleanest building on the block. Like, you know, uh-huh. um, I was thinking like it's, it's tattooing like courthouse. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. much felt that way. It was good design. And, and, and I do appreciate, yeah, I do appreciate the fact that like, and in a way that I don't think George even did in the prequels, like people are thinking about these things in terms of cohesive, like what is it saying? You know, you can do world building and it's doing it like subliminally just through the art and the production design. And, you know, mm-hmm. hats off to them for for uh, sweating the details. Love the Athorian. Oh, dude. Uh, don't know that we've ever seen a furry Athorian before. Or one speak? Have have we seen like a live action Athorian speak? You definitely have, but I think you just don't know it because they speak. Yeah, I think I two. It so, just... Fun facts about Athorians: two mouths, four throats, uh-huh. and according to that Western uh, RPG game I played a long time ago, they can generate such a loud noise with the, that equipment <laughs> that it can concuss living beings within I don't know. I think three meters or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's just like a rumbling feet. sound, right? Is their voice? <laughs> yeah, it it sounds like that, like like almost like a bullfrog kind of like yeah. guttural. And then there was like a little microphone that was translating it uh-huh. in real time. I, that was cool. I just thought it was a very cool. I mean, very. I, I, I'm pretty. That wasn't CG, right? That was just a prosthetic. I or, don't uh, know. A I don't know. I, that's a, and I'm saying as a compliment, like this thing uh-huh. looked fucking real. Yeah, it looked um, great. I, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and also, this is where it's like, oh, the mayor's not doing this because they're stupid. The mayor is actually kind of caught between a rock and a hard place, and we're about to find out where the ro- the, the what the rock is. Yeah. Um, th- there's also some talk uh, early on here about like, okay, the mayor of Mos Espa serves at the the daimyos um, 
the Hest pleasure. and yeah, pleasure. Yeah. And there, there's a way that Boba phrases it that I, I don't know about you, but I always assumed that Jabba pretty much had control over the entirety of Tatooine. Yeah, I, I, I'm I wrong about that based on what Boba is saying here. He says something about like, you only serve because the daimyo of Tatooine deem it so. Not uh-huh. not the daimyo of Tatooine deems it so. It's it's the way he uses this term to make me think that there are a lot of daimyo on Tatooine and oh. the one that runs the territory around Mos Espa might not be the same one that does the, the uh, Mos Eisley or whatever. Um, I, I think Mos Eisley is included in Jabba's territory based on, you know, Has what we saw. to be, right? But, uh, yeah, based on the um. original series, but... So that's so I, I did not pick up the, I did not pick up that distinction and like I wonder if that makes like is uh is Boba Fett like the Tony Soprano is like most yeah. most Isley like New York City and most Espas you know new, is across the bridge in New Jersey like yeah something yeah you're like a that. you're a crime boss technically but you're more of like an up jump crew I, I wonder so like I, I my uh. It, that's an interesting theory. I don't know if I subscribe to it. Yeah, we'll see. But it we'll is see. it is cool because it, it, it makes it uh, makes Tatooine a lot more interesting place to be mm-hmm. as a crime boss because it's not like yeah I thought he was the rule of the planet too and it's like but um, yeah then he's got to go off world to find any challenges. It, it, it would make I will the say this. Uh-huh. I will say this. It feels weird for the huts to come back for like one small position. It feels more like they would like 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 Boba said like it's almost kind of a stretch that they would even bother to fuck with Tatooine, but for whatever reason they're here, yeah. and it's like it'd be really small stakes if they're just art you know, fighting over one city on Tatooine. Sure, I, I do think there's probably more behind why they came back for this. Oh, for sure. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see more about that here in the next yeah. few episodes. But uh, I, yeah, I'm kind of excited by this. So Boba does go to Garza's sanctuary. And the the Twi'lek running it tells him that a couple of Jabba's cousins have claimed his old empire. And just then they show up outside. Boba tells the Huts that they'll have to kill him if they want their territory or his territory. Um, and they they say, all right, buddy, uh, sleep lightly. And they move along. <laughs> Uh, I again, I love the the art direction. This litter oh, where they have God. like dozens of slaves oh, groaning God. under them, and it's literally even with all that support <laughs> bending and creaking, and like like maybe it's designed for one hut and these like brother and sister. And did you notice that they're like curled around each other like some kind of fucked up uh-huh. yin yang? Yeah, like their tails are mutually encircling, and I don't. They might have a Lannister thing going on. Yeah, uh, you can't tell me they don't. You cannot. <laughs> You know what? Let's make it canonical because they're never going to show Hutt's fucking. True. Can you even imagine? Can you even imagine? <laughs> Maybe they are. Though. Maybe they are. They could be doing it right now. We'd never know. That's that's true. I don't even know how that works. I don't know. Their what tails it, are rad. They're, they're hiding a lot. Everything below the waist is in right? tail. You don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> show, you know, show we don't know these things reproduce. There. Yeah. Disney will never show uh, it, though, even though that's what the fans really want. Yeah, they want to see Hutt's fuck. Uh, <laughs> Hutt fuck. Uh, dot com. Uh, <laughs> we we get that they got the tattoos on their faces. I thought that was cool mm-hmm. because it's like something different, you know, but also like plausible. Um, I liked how he's using like, you know, uh, that little white rat is like a sweat rag. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's so, so, so fucking funny. You know, it's like one of those, uh, he, he reminded me of like Christopher Walken in, uh, uh, what was that? The rundown, you know, like this, this 
colonial guy who's like overseeing this very hot climate and he comes out in his white ice cream suit and he's he's always you know he's sweating because he's not doing any work he's just uh I, oh yeah, sure I, like I paul like giamatti in that new rock in, movie in the jungle, the jungle cruise exactly yeah. yeah 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 the white guy in the jungle slash desert who runs everything because of course uh-huh, he's not working course. but he's sweating like a motherfucker because he's either fat <laughs> or uh, not not used to his climate yeah that's uh and, and i like when they they're having this conversation because it goes on for a while and the whole time these people are on this platform carrying the these two huts and every once in a while one of them will like half stumble like they're, like they're about to give out under the weight of this thing i, I don't know the acting was really good here um and then the the their Wookiee bodyguards assassin is a total Dude. badass. The design on this guy is yeah. just fucking cool. Yeah, no, I thought it was cool. Um, anything else about this scene, or should we move on to flashbacks? I'm trying to think. Oh, the way that this is kind of mementoing forward with like simultaneously telling the story of where Boba came from, from the pit to where he was at the beginning, you know, to, to the Mandalorian. It seems likely we're going to meet Bib Fortuna again. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. So I'm kind of excited about that. Like, I wonder how close it'll make him look like, will they just like digital actor them? So it looks exactly like the guy from, uh, you know, Twi'lek. I will also say the Twi'lek uh, look has come a long way. They're a lot more yeah. like recognizably human, like, you know, usually attractive, conventionally attractive humans with tails on their heads versus mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Fortuna is a freak. Yeah. If, if he didn't have if he didn't have tentacles on his head. He'd be a fucking freak. Oh, all yeah. these guys he's, he's at the Oasis grill. and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all it's it's fucking torn up from the floor up. If they, these guys, if you took if you shaved their tails off, they just look like bald, bald, attractive bald people. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like they are they gonna they gonna recast Bib Fortuna? Gonna digital him up? They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna prettify him? They're gonna they blow Disney-fied him up? Disneyfied Bib Fortuna? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Giant eyes. Oh, Giant God. Moana eyes on this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I am looking forward to that. I wonder if they stick with the original look 100%. Because I can imagine he's just like a twisted version of a Twi'lek, right? Like, Bib Fortuna didn't seem he like the world's greatest guy. He could just be like an irradiated Twi'lek. Yeah. Like, you know, he's just like ridden with tumors and shit. He's not mm-hmm. like necessarily an ugly Twi'lek. He's like a, yeah, something's got something wrong with All him. All he's had um, to eat in the last 15 years has been those frogs that Jabba's feeding everybody. <laughs> that would do it. it, man. Yeah. That would do it. Uh, I guess one last thing is like uh, I I love the way the sisters characterized as kind of being like they don't have a back and forth conversation. She just whispers between his fan and he just says what she says. So it's like mm-hmm. is this weird kind of like maybe women aren't allowed to speak, but they're making it clear that like she's the brains behind the operation. Yeah, and just yeah. the fact that she's hiding her in, like uh, her mouth is so big that she would need three fans to like full, like hide her. <laughs> but it's I, I just I don't know. I loved it. I loved how they characterized these two huts. Yeah, it's good. All right, we go to back to tank flashbacks, um, and we're we're back with the Tuscans where Boba is training with a Gadurfi stick. A train rumbles by, and the Tuscans uh, prepare for battle. It starts firing at him. It kills a few, and then it passes. And that night, Boba helps burn the bodies, and Boba says uh, he'll stop the train. So they let him go. And stop me if you want to talk about any of this, but I'm going to take us all the way through. No, I, well, I just want to say that scene. I do. This is where it's like 
everything from his training with the Saiyan people moving forward tracked. I, I felt mm-hmm. like there's a big chunk that I don't know. I guess they, he's came back uh, and he killed the six arm deal and he saved their kid and he's just suddenly training to be part of the tribe. I felt like maybe that first episode should have been longer, although you would have probably put a, a blaster rifle to your head. Um, I mean, if it was boring as the rest more. of what they did, sure. Yeah, but I guess they did enough. I just felt like it was a little abrupt that he's just like no longer, you know, he's just free, free to go about his business. But I guess maybe if he wanted to run. Yeah, he could have murdered the child, the dog and then ran off and they'd never been the wiser. So that's the real thing. It it probably worked. Yeah, it was fine. It's just tough when you've got a nonverbal interaction. Like it's really it's hard to do that well. And. You know, it's like like enemy mine with Lewis Gossett Jr. Sometimes you can do it, but it, it's tough. Well, when they got to the sign language stuff that they were doing in this episode, I thought it was really good. It, it felt like yeah. very intuitive. Like I, yeah. as he was speaking and as they were speaking, I could almost tell what they were saying without having studied the sign language yeah. of the Tuscans um, exactly what they meant. So it is wild because like you remember when we were talking about the, the movie Castaway, we did that. I think we did a movie last year. Mm-hmm. Um it's just really hard to do scenes in utter silence. Um, yeah. It has like the stuff you're doing has to be like just super fucking interesting and just very high stakes. And maybe that was the problem. With the first one, like I, it's the first episodes. I wasn't completely invested on either side of this stuff. And the stakes were like, well, Boba Fett's not going to fucking die. Of course. Like, Tom Hanks could have fucking died on that island. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what kind of, what kind of movie that was going to be. So it, 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 you're right. As soon as they started actually communicating and I kind of liked the sign language stuff, it, it, it picked up mm-hmm. immediately uh, immensely because they could start telling their story. Yeah. That could be invested yeah. in it, you know? Uh, so Boba Fett goes to a cantina where a speeder gang is causing trouble and cleans house. And then he takes their speeders back to the Tuscan camp, intending to teach them how to ride and stop the train. Yeah, he goes full on Jake the Mus mode, just busting grills <laughs> left, right, and center. Uh, yeah, you you it, mentioned Jake the Mus a few times. I'm not sure if people. <laughs> all right, the movie that that's from is not like a, a blockbuster. So tell us what that's all about. No, someone we I never even seen it if right? I wasn't commissioned. But if you want to see Tamir Morrison fucking acting. In mm-hmm. a real ass film, find however you can because it's it's, a, it's kind of a tough find. It's a New Zealand yeah. film. Once we're warriors, and he plays a character named Jake. They call him Jake the Musk because he's so, he's just like fucking muscles on muscles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's from the nineties. So goat, he, goat on, he is see, in his see, prime, man. You see him. I, I just read an Alan Sepinwall interview where he was talking about in the episode two filming that, you know, that they were filming on the set was being pelted with rain because of that fight that he did with Obi-Wan on the landing platform. And I guess in between takes, Tamir Morrison kept on doing the uh, uh, singing in the rain bit from the movie Singing in the Rain. Uh, <laughs> OK. And I, I guess it, to, an, to an annoying degree, you know, I mean, he likes to sing and dance and he does both in Once for Warriors. So if you want to see. You know, singing the rain to Mira Morrison. Check out Once Rewards. It's a great film. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he's he's Jake the Musk mode. He's just busting these guys up. Uh, <laughs> That's true. And then I love because like <laughs> I like at the end how he just like because these guys were stealing people's drink and food. And at the end, he just grabs one of their drinks and like just washes it down in mm-hmm. in, in one move. Uh, it's it's funny. That's yeah, good. And then I saw him. I thought he was selecting like the best speeder 
but it turns out he was selecting all of horse. He's just figuring out how to lash these things together, right? Exactly. I thought that was so funny good. too. Like he 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 stole one and then it just keeps paying it back and you're he stole uh-huh. them fucking all. He out terminated uh Arnold. I, I also like the you know, this feels very Lucas, this feels very Star Wars to me, this biker gang. Um that's just now a speeder gang. Yeah, got American Tatooine. graffiti kind of exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like these are just punks, right? And and they're they're punks you could see on the streets today. It's just they're sci-fi punks, so they're riding speeders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so Boba comes back and he has all these speeders and he teaches the sand people how to ride and continues. Or excuse me, I probably shouldn't call them sand people, especially in this scene. Uh, Boba teaches the Tuscans how to ride and continues to train with a Gadurfi stick. Yeah, um, I, I, my favorite part about this is when he was trying to teach him how to ride and he's like, you got to do it like a bantha. And he does this elaborate riding pantomime. Yeah, it's, it's just good. like this is Boba Fett, people. He's he's riding like a bantha. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after the training is done, um, the next time the train rides by the Tuscans mount up and go after it. And some of them make it onto the train and they fight their way to the front. And then turns out the train engine is overloading. I'm not I'm not totally sure why, if this is a malfunction or if this is intentional by the robot, but Boba is able to crash it into the dunes before it goes critical. This is great. I was it's I was pretty... getting like big back to the future three flashbacks, especially when people I'd... are hanging from the side of the train Dude. and the engines are kicking in. I'm pretty gear. sure I'm pretty sure that droid did everything Doc Brown like there's like this like a little rotary yeah. thing he's tur- like it was literally a steam engine thing with just LED panels and shit and right. looking at his watch was, the, the, the red logs about to kick in yeah and they got instead of like a smokestack they got like a plasma engine like it's it's really I, my idea was that he was trying to make it go as fast as like trying to get to where they're going as fast as they could yes yeah and that like stress blew up the train because you know I mean probably nothing good is going to happen if they take it over so uh-huh. uh this is a great scene the only thing i would criticize is the initial shot of boba fett riding with them towards the train looked fake as hell everything Dude. else was really well and i was like trying to look for the seams of like the volume because i know a lot of stuff on top of the train they were just doing volume shit and it it just sure. looked really good um i thought so too and i thought it was exciting you know it kept it, the the it could have got stale um, it's a pretty long train, and if they're just running over the top of it, fighting fighting guys, it might have gotten stale after a couple minutes. But the the engine stuff kept it fresh. Felt like there they was kept on escalating on. it. Yeah. yeah, I also like the beginning. Um, they had the uh, the tribe's best warriors still teaching you know gaffy stick stuff with Boba, and Boba finally yeah. learned the disarm move. Mm-hmm. And then this guy's like, look how next level this shit is. And he just like rolls to the side pick, and then puts him on his ass, grabs the stick, pulls, puts him. That was cool. That was a really well uh-huh. done stunt. Yeah. Um, and then that warrior comes in themselves uh, and starts. Yeah. Where ass. Boba's like, he's fucked and there uh-huh. it's, it's looking grim and he just like goes to the train and they do that. I, I'm a sucker for this. Like if you do it all the time, it's, it's lame and cheap, but like, when the badass goes into something, you can't see what they're doing. You can just see like guys oh, flying yeah. through windows and, and getting pulled down through hatches, like the graboids and trimmer, you know, uh-huh. no, it was <laughs> like, cool. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like the implied ass kicking that's going on. Uh, and you've seen him kick ass. So, you know, I, I like, I, I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
Um, and then afterward, I love the, I guess maybe we can talk about the next part of this scene, the, the aftermath. Uh, the Tuscans sort through the cargo and Boba asks the leader of the train faction if they have spice on board. They do. Uh, Boba tells the train people, I, I don't know what the name of this faction is, so I'm just calling the train people, uh, that they have to pay a toll to the sand, to, excuse me, to the Tuscans to pass through their territory now. And he sends them packing uh, with some black melon milk to keep them alive. Finally. Got a canonical name for these things. Uh-huh. Black melons. You got the blue milk. You got the black melon milk. Bam, all land. kinds of milk. Oh, uh, black melon. I absolutely love when he's he's like the Tuscans are rummaging through the cargo and Boba is sitting there exactly like he sits on the throne at Jabba's palace and being the daimyo of this busted mm. ass train, right? Like he's mm-hmm, telling him how mm-hmm. it's going to be. He's judging. Yeah. He's in the exact same pose. It's so good. So good. Uh, also, Tamir Morrison, when he's in this uh, scarred Boba Fett, he's very like Deadpool. You know, he's a testicle of teeth. Uh-huh. And Demir Morrison has got a set of fucking chompers. And he, <laughs> yeah. every time I notice it in fights, every time he's in fights, he bears them all. Like you uh-huh. can see all, how many teeth does a human body have? Like 32? All 32 are there. He's like daring you to knock him out. Like just like <laughs> put that grill out there. These walls yeah. have never been breached. Bring it. <laughs> he's, it's the j- fucking rocks of Gibraltar, except he's got 32 of them all in his mouth. Like I kept this train's going like a million miles an hour in the desert. And he's just like, ah, you know, yeah. give me all the sand. Uh, I couldn't God. place it. I'm, I'm glad you you called out that it's his teeth because, yeah, it's 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 not that his teeth are fucked up. It's just the, the amount of times he shows them and the number of teeth uh, that he in shows that, in that pale, scarred, wrinkly head. It is yeah. some it's like the it's contrast. like angry orange, mm-hmm. you know, thumb wars kind of look, you know, it, what, <laughs> I think sure. once he gets in the, his normal Boba Fett skin, that kind of goes away. Yeah, yeah. But I will now notice that he. Yeah. To me, he's like shows those pearly whites. Yeah, fierce like a great white face. when he attacks. Hell yeah. Uh, all right. And then the final scene here that night, Boba tells the Tuscans that they no longer have to hide in their own lands. They give him gift of a lizard in the nose and apparently <laughs> nose lizards sends him on a trip in the desert. And eventually he returns with that branch from the tree he saw in his vision. Uh, and he's officially made a member of the Tuscan society and they have him create his own Gadurfi stick. See, now this is the kind of a truly alien world building. Like, okay, like, oh, he's going to go on a vision, but like a vision quest involving a lizard that goes into your brain right? and literally guides you to a physical object that you couldn't find otherwise a branch yeah. in the fucking desert and then comes back and it's all some kind of mystical thing that this lizard can smell wood from 500 miles away or something i fucking mm-hmm. thought that was i first i'm like well this is the stupidest thing and then we started <laughs> tripping and then i like i realized what was going on i'm like oh this is i actually think this is kind of cool i was worried that they were going to uh, turn Boba Fett into a lizard-led automaton it, it, until this thing came back out of his nose at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was worried that, like, oh, we just now have to chalk up everything Boba Fett does from here on to lizard in the nose, right? He's got a lizard mm. on the brain. Uh, that would have been disappointing, so I'm glad it came out at the end. Where I was at, when it happened, I was thinking, like, is this kind of like some kind of symbiotic, symbiotic, symbiotic exactly. thing where, like, our sand people... Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, Tuscans. every Tuscan has a combination humanoid and then mm-hmm. like the trill from Star Trek. 
Sure. Uh, and like, what is it? Is that is that going to be like why? Right. Like <laughs> that sort of. Well, thing. And that's yeah. like, but that started to make sense. I'm like, oh, well, that explains why he shows up looking like a Tuscan Raider with a gaffy stick. God damn it. Tuscan Raider. Look at me. Look at me. Raider species. Get that word out of your mouth. I know, I know. Uh, anyway, these he comes out looking at the desert, looking like a Tuscan with the gaffy stick. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. he's just like in a very real way a Tuscan now. Nah, it's just a vision lizard. Well, yeah. So at the end of this, he is sort of in a very real way a Tuscan, right? He uh-huh. he comes through this. They they officially welcome him into their tribe, um, and. Get, have him create his own weapon like it's lovingly crafted under the guidance of their very cool what weaponsmith um yeah th- their woodsmith yeah. i don't i don't know what to call him um yeah. and then the the thing that surprised me was they don't give him a mask i i don't i don't know what about the culture doesn't either entitle him to a mask or doesn't maybe the masks aren't required uh but but I was thinking like, I they're native to Tatooine. Little... It doesn't. It yeah. strikes me as strange that like a mask would be required to live on a planet that they're native to. So yeah. it must just be that they wanted to show Tamora Morrison's face on screen. And it it's because like I always thought that the 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 Tuscans face stuff was just like Bedouin times a million like every square inch of their skin is exposed they looked out through these little tubes because the sun's so bright it's almost like kind of like one of those uh mm-hmm. uh you know like the the inuit people made those snow sunglasses that are like the slits the blinds the venetian blind looking and um i, I thought that's like but like yeah i i kind of thought that they would and but they but they didn't it's like why would they go 95 percent of putting this guy right. in their tribal uniform and then I don't know, maybe you got to earn your mask. But the kids have masks. Right, they haven't earned shit. I would love to know what a Tuscan looks like underneath that mask. Like, canonically, because I know there's been a few. I actually looked, and there's a couple, like, comic book illustrations. But, like, no, 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 no. I want to see some. I want to see a Tuscan unwrapped at some point. But, uh, yeah. They burn him in those. Like, maybe maybe cradle to grave. It's like, as soon as you come out, they just swaddle you up and stick the pipes in there. And there you go. I think you come out with a mask. Maybe that's not a mask. Maybe it's part of their how did body. They eat? How, did they, how did that kid drink out of that melon? Uh, just through the wraps. Through the wraps. Through the like just, Don't they have like, they do have like pipes there. Maybe he's, he's they, those are specially engineered yeah, to drink out of a black straws. melon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem hard to drink out of. There's a lip that goes the wrong way on those black melons that seems like it would just yep. make it dribble I down think it would be, I think I think it would be very not graceful to drink from that thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have a mask big enough for his gigantic bulbous boba head. Because Tamora Morrison's got a big head too. Of all, he's got a big head. Yeah, of they, all the they, actors, uh, he probably has the biggest head in in the show. The Tuscans like we can't, <laughs> can, we can't, we can't cover those teeth. There's right. we don't have enough fabric. There's not enough fabric to wrap around that part of your face. Uh, we and if have we very did little fabric f- in the desert, you know. First time we got in a fight, it just tear it open again. They'd have <laughs> You're to, right. Yeah. He just bust, he just bust out of a mask like the Hulk busts out of his pants, uh-huh. you know, just like boom. <laughs> I guess I guess the pants are the one thing the Hulk can't bust out of. As he, as he busts out of his calves. shirt, yeah, 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 yeah. He busts out of his cat his the, his lower pants and in mm-hmm. complete upper fashion region. <laughs> his upper <laughs> way, his upper fashion region, Jim. His upper fashion region. Uh, in this also. Do we want to talk about his his visions that he sees here? He sees his father abandoning him on yeah, Camino. Yeah, did you see? 
I, I don't. I, and again, I don't know how serious to take this, but there was. Um, I don't know. I had a couple thousand likes and retweets. Uh, a guy complaining that when they revisualized uh, Boba holding his father's head, mm-hmm. that they digitally removed one of the big dead dinosaurs in the arena, and they were like, "Fucking Disney changing shit for no reason." Blah. I'm like, dude, why would you do the f- that? Well, like, I mean, I, I, I'm I, not gonna complain. I'm not gonna throw my hands up and shout and scream about how stupid it is. But why would you? Why would you bother? The only thing I could think of is that when you see it in the original shot, it like really dominates the background and like draws attention to itself. Um, whereas if you want to really isolate mm-hmm. gotcha. Django, like it's not a clean shot of like just all you see is Django and the desert or, or Django's head, Boba's body and the kind of like, you know, the arena behind mm-hmm. him with a few battled. So I, it, it might've been just an artistic decision, but like the fact that anybody like Jesus for, for this, for anyone that's a fan of this franchise to get upset about minor cosmetic changes to original material. It, it, can felt, we also point out that much. this is not original material. This is a flashback going on. This is a vision. That's going another on in perfectly Boba valid head. way. This is Boba Fett's memory of his father, and he had his right. back turned to. The, you know what? Yeah, his back turned to that dinosaur. Uh-huh. It would have been unrealistic if he. No, I don't actually <laughs> even know. But yeah, it's uh, that's another perfectly valid way to not fucking lose your mind because somebody airbrushed out a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. No, Star Wars fans are masters of of coming up with rationalizations for things. Sure. Uh, We had to do it for decades, even on that original trilogy. There were a lot of gaps to fill in, a lot of things that didn't quite make sense if you looked at them. Uh, But from a certain point of view, it could all make sense, right? It's fucking rad. Uh, The the other, uh, I thought it was cool, the whole, you know, the tree that's entrapping him. And it's like full of, although the eyes, it reminded me of like Jawa eyes. Like he. You know, he had his traumatic experience of the jaw was taken his armor uh, and his pictures of him as boy, his dad leaving him, he being afraid. The the oceans of Tatooine was kind of the close of it. That I thought was that was cool. Kind of, yeah, the sand. me a lot of. They talk about the yeah, Dune some, Sea, right? And that and made it feel like a Dune Sea. That, it felt like Dune, too, like almost a prophecy. Um, yeah. There's no fucking way they're going to they're gonna bring the oceans back to Tatooine, though. Can you imagine? Oh. I would love that. I would love for them to arachify Tatooine uh, just, just because like all the blue melons at one there are black melons. They at once. do. <laughs> they do. The the crate dragons have been collecting the black. Uh, yeah, I'm just, just completely rip off Dune and do it that way. Um, and then because like <sighs> the thing is, is Star Wars is a very static mm. place, right? Like Alderaan got blown up and then they got fucking cold feet about doing anything permanent ever again. Yeah, sure. Like, fuck it. Tatooine's ocean planet now. Get your desert planet, <laughs> update your Wikipedia entry, change mm-hmm. it to ocean world. Like I think that would be kind of cool if there was like a big, long-standing permanent change in the Star Wars universe to something iconic. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Other than the destruction of the Jedi Order, I guess that happened. That was pretty big. Yeah, and and Boba Fett taking over Jabba's palace. I don't even know yeah. what to call it anymore. It it's disappointing. It's, it's Boba's palace. I guess so. It just doesn't feel right. We got to stop calling like it Jabba's, Jabba's throne. It's, it's, it's Boba's throne. It's, it's Boba's palace. Yeah. All right. That's it, man. It's the episode. Uh, I love the music at that. Uh, the, at when they're all dancing around uh, mm-hmm. the fire, doing their little tribal dance. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a bop. Yeah, it was. Uh, I really enjoyed the Tuscan crafting, you know. 
Uh, let's move on to the feedback. Of course, if you want to send us feedback, it's real simple. You just type in tribe at baldmove.com. You put that in some kind of email device, and boom, we get it. First up, Sean B. says, hey, y'all. Hey, Sean. To me, it looks like the Sand Monster and Boba uh, Fett episode one is an homage to Ray uh, Harryhausen's Kraken from the 1981 Clash of the Titans, and he included some images. Sure. And I got to say, Google that shit. Yeah. And and and, and Favreau seems like the type of guy who would be a big fan. Like a lot of these guys, even I, I'm a big fan of the, the Harryhausen stuff. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the last master we had of like practical special effects. Sam Winston, cover your ears. Um, like the stop, say, mo- like the yeah. stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you know, one of the, like one of the greats who is still doing work, motion, you know, sure. into modern, like he was right there at the, at the threshold. Um, yeah, it, it isn't, it would be appropriate if true. Uh, Scott says, Hey, thanks for covering book of Boba as well as your other great programs. As usual, I appreciate all the fine work you're doing. Well, thanks Scott. Thanks. Did you notice that with this week's book of Boba, Episode two, we can start to fill up our Deadwood alumni bingo cards again. In a scene at the bar where Boba kicks the shit out of the space biker gang and steals their speeders, the bartender was none other than Alan Graff, legendary stunt performer and coordinator. As well as providing mm-hmm. stunt coordination on Deadwood, he also played the fearsome Captain Turner who gets his eye gouged out by Dan Doherty in a truly astounding fight scene in the Deadwood season three episode, A Two-Headed Beast. It's not the type of two-headed beast I like to make. I don't like to be gouging men's eyeballs out. When I'm making making a two beasts <laughs> f- formation, you know. <laughs> okay. Good lord. Uh, wait, that's the two beasts of two backs. I, I mean, yeah, yeah that's what the two heads. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the scene is in the running for best fight scene in film, in my opinion. Still holding out for Jim Beaver as a salty Tatooine farmer. Sure. That that sounds good. Kind of needs to happen, mm-hmm. and you got Tim O. Uh, of course. That that's that's the gateway. Al Swearingen, can we get? Can mm-hmm. we get Al Swearingen in here? He might be too hot for TV. He might be. I don't know. You put him on on Book of Boba Fett. He might make the rating go up to an M. Maybe that's true. Because I was gonna say, I thought you were saying that he's like too big. And I'm like, I don't. He just did the American oh, God no, stuff, no, no. which is genre work. No one's but you're too right, big that's for Disney. Profane. No, you're one. goddamn right. Yeah, you're goddamn right. Someone, t- someone try to tell the mouse no. See what happens. Right, and see how big that check gets. That's right. <laughs> Riley G says, as expected, we saw flashbacks at the beginning of our first episode, young Boba Fett holding up his father's helmet and a longer Sarlacc pit survival sequence. I got to say, I saw something on Twitter where someone went back and, and that, that pi- the oh. picture from the movie of Boba Fett holding his father's helmet mm, up. Mm. They animated to where his, his head, Jango's head flopped out of it when he picks it. it up. I knew it. I think I might have seen that oh. before. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Because of it's course really funny. Would. Yeah, yeah. That head, that helmet wasn't. It had a head in it. Uh huh. Empire Strikes Back knew that when when Luke cut off Vader's head, it mass blew up, and there was a face in it. Because of course there would be. They don't vaporize just because this movie's PG. Anyway, Riley continues. I took the new the t- oh I took the two flashbacks as reminding us who this character was from the prequel and original trilogy movies, not telling us what we might hmm. see in the series. But maybe they did. I've always felt there was a glaring loose thread of how Boba Fett dealt with the Jedi killing his father. I'm not a psychologist, but paternal and maternal decapitations gotta be near the top of the list of childhood trauma. <laughs> with or without their head rolling out between yes. your legs, sure. Shouldn't Boba Fett have gone full rampage mode the first time he learned Luke Skywalker was a Jedi? Wouldn't he have done the same with Baby Yoda? 
It's an opportunity to tap into the drama of deep emotional trauma and use it to move away from the similarities of the Mandalorian. Mando is an even-keeled bounty hunter, whereas Boba could play a completely unhinged bounty hunter. Is this a Chekhov's decapitation long game, or is Favreau retcon uh, Xanax and cognitive behavior therapy in this universe? Or even worse, as Kathleen Kennedy said, who cares? Bounty hunters are to Star Wars franchise as zombies are to AMC. Um, well, the only thing I can say about that is... So Boba saw his dad being killed and he goes mm-hmm. on to insane like he's like a montage of he's just going to start pumping iron and ejecting sp- space roids and he's going to avenge his father's death. He's going to kill all the fucking Jedi and he gets to be about 16 years old and Palpatine murders all of the Jedi mm-hmm. and then that's the state of the galaxy for two decades how long can you keep a hate boner going when your mortal foe has been taken off the map entirely? Yeah. And also I, I look at the situation when Boba Fett is introduced and, and the Jedi in question is his employer's son. <laughs> and also his employer is a Jedi. Well, you know, the equivalent of the, the dark Jedi, um, and would would who did wipe out the other Jedi? Yeah, but, but, hated like, the Jedi, but yeah. if Boba like he doesn't want his son killed, right? He wants to try and turn him. So like if Boba goes on a rampage and tries to murder Luke and is successful, he knows he's gonna get his ass killed by Darth Vader. Because Darth Vader's one guy who will fuck with Boba Fett. Yeah, and could easily fuck with Boba Fett, could destroy yeah, yeah. Boba Fett. So like yeah, 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 I think yeah. Boba knows that even even if he's got the hate boner going still after twenty years or whatever. Uh, he's not going to be able to go after Luke. I'm not even sure he knows that second... Luke is a Jedi until Return of the Jedi when now right. he's, he's in Jabba's employ, right? So like, right. yeah, yeah. But still, he would never, I don't think you would ever, ever, ever go against Luke Skywalker and kill him if you knew who he was and what was good for you. Because you're sure, right, yeah. Vader would until stop after your Return acid. of the Jedi, yeah. Yeah, and you're right, like Luke was just a dude in the rebel, yeah. like so, like he, I don't think he got widespread claim as being a Jedi until. You're right. Bobo was contracted to hunt him down and bring him in alive. So, yeah, and honestly, I'm I'm looking for the Godfetter. I mean, I wouldn't be a fan of a psychotic uh, Boba Fett. I think that would, uh, you know, even if you could like say, well, he's not usually psychotic, but as soon as he sees a Jedi, he just goes like, you know, mm-hmm. um, Beatrix Kiddo when she sees one of the snake assassination five you know just red alarms and flashing and it's always a weakness in a character though yeah like that isn't yeah introduce a new character if you want to tell that so because like yeah psychotic bounty hunter in the star wars universe if we're going to have another bounty hunter show why not (laughs) sure but it it, it would it wouldn't it's not how i have ever seen boba fett Uh um so but you're right it would be something to differentiate um although i think I think I'm starting to see how this is different enough. Like it is still joke worthy that they've made two, you know, the first two live action are just not even slightly different bounty hunters. They're literally both Mandalorians with mm-hmm. the Mandalorian armor, with the strict taciturn code. One guy can take his helmet off. I guess that's something. Um, right. But, but, but I, you know, credit where's credit due. They are starting to like, like this episode even said, like you'll find running a family is a lot more difficult than bounty hunting. Mm hmm. This is a, like a next level kind of thing that they're doing, uh, whereas, you know, Mando is just a, 
uh, bounty hunter of the week kind of show. Mary Kay is closing us out here. Says, hey, guys, happy new year. Happy new year, Mary mm-hmm. Kay, and to everyone listening. I'll be brief. I'm convinced that the whole past present storytelling of Book of Boba Fett is telling the history of how Boba Fett and Finnick has come together. The big reveal will be that she's under that Tusken Raider training garb, and it's likely they'll be the last two of this tribe standing before we hit the present storyline. I've thought that since the first episode when I interpreted some of the Tusken figures as female, but maybe this will be dry pie by the time you get it. Not yet. I. The what do you think about this, Jim? The warrior could be her, maybe? I, warrior could be Finnick. Yeah. My question there would be why they mask up Finnick. Well, for the reveal. Oh, oh, but, you and not mask Boba when they make him yeah. part of the tribe? Yeah. Because Boba can wear a mask. Mm. He does so frequently. It's got to be head size. It's got to be head size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix chompers, jaw structure, and uh-huh. circumference is entirely a reasonable thing to clothe. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's a good question. I If we ever have the misfortune of meeting Tamura Morrison, he's going to just <laughs> beat our asses, Jim. He's going to beat like the 65-year-old man's going to beat our asses. And he could. And he could like Jabba's like Jabba's litter drum. He's just going to mm-hmm. beat our asses. God help us. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I but, but the warrior, the, the their best warrior does. I, I was kind of debating that because I'm like, what does that even mean to be like feminine in this context? Mm-hmm. Like they're lithe and they're a little thinner and they're like, but like, what the fuck? So like, I was trying to resist going there, but yeah, I kind of gotten, I'd kind of gotten a little bit of like trying to like, see which is the lady, which is the lady saying, uh, which is the lady Tuscan. I, I am interested so in Tuscan procreation. If that's what you're getting at, I do want to know the mechanics of it. Much like we know the they huts. have them. Uh, we know they have them. Yeah. Yeah. They have the, kids there. I see them. Anakin slaughtered, not just the men, but the women and the children too. So True. Yeah, but much much like the Huts, I want to know how they fuck. And so, yeah, I'm naturally questioning these things. But uh, also the the warrior, right? Like she is a fierce warrior, Finnick. Um, so if any of those were going to be Finnick, I assume it would be the warrior. But boy, that really Disney. that really casts some. Sorry, I don't I don't want to get in the way of your joke. Go ahead. Go ahead. I <laughs> said, so, come on, Disney. We got Disney Plus. We need Disney XXX so we can s- oh, settle some of these yeah. questions. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing but cartoon fucking huts, huts, entwining tales. Mm-hmm. What's what's going on in Twi'lek tales? Everyone wants to know, right? Uh, yeah, Tuscans? Red, red mask diaries. Let's what, get what, 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 what you got in those robes, Tuscans. Yeah, we want to we want to know it all. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It would make me question like, OK, if Finnick is the warrior then does that mean this tribe has no warriors before finnick because i don't think finnick like is a tuscan oh no way right so like the well, tribe they, all adop- like, they all look they like they look like finnick like, uh, sure yeah underneath there yeah okay uh yeah so did the tribe not have a warrior before finnick join them if she's the warrior no i think those guys the, the, these people all seem like badasses you know with yeah their, their sticks and their rifles and stuff certainly it's handy just, with the uh, rifle yeah you always got a best one now that would be kind of that feels like we're going back to problematic territory if it turns out yeah. the best the best warrior of them that taught boba fett all foreigner. of their ways yeah. was a foreigner like ooh, okay now we're back to like yeah yeah sure tuscans are fake people but hmm uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah, we'll watching Ifavro. 
Uh, that's it for feedback this week. Tribe at baldmove.com. If you'd like to send us some next week, uh, we would be happy to read it. Turns out their best bantha is a horse just in a big mask. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's literally true, right? Weren't bantas like, or like they're Asian elephants or something that they just glued like mops and shit to? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, the Asian, the elephants were working in bantha face. Shocking. Oh Sorry. I'm telling you, some of this shit doesn't work when you remove it from the context of planet Earth, you know? I just, totally. But totally. Like I said, just just a guy. Tell me when I'm wrong. I would love to hear it. Tribe at baldmove.com. We'll be back next Friday with full coverage of Chapter 3 of the Book of Boba Fett. See you guys then. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. <laughs>